Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Business Review. This is Mike Switzer. The main vehicle parents use these days to save money for their children's education is the 529 plan. But what happens to the money in that plan if your child decides not to go to college? Or maybe they go to a less expensive college than you had anticipated and some money is left over in the plan. Laird Green is a certified financial planner with Abacus Planning Group. She joins us by phone now from her office in Greenville, South Carolina, to help us with this topic. Laird, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mike. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Now, I understand that you have five ways that you'd like to share with us for people to learn more about spending unused 529 plan money. Let's start with number one. That's right, Mike. I do. I know a lot of people use 529 plans, and sometimes children take different paths than we expect or get scholarships, so you might have some unused money in those funds afterwards. And the first thing that we suggest you do if you have some money is you might want to think about if there might be even more education needs in the future. Your child may decide to go back to school for a different major or may decide to attend graduate school at a future date. So there's no time limit on how long you can hold the money for that one designated person. That's correct. There is no time limit on contributions or distributions from the 529 plan. All right. What's another idea? Another idea is to transfer the account to another beneficiary. So as the owner of the 529 account, you can change the beneficiary of the account without any tax consequences as long as you name a family member of the current beneficiary. So you may choose to transfer it from one sibling to another, or maybe you decide to transfer it to your niece. You can change the beneficiary of the account to a family member more than once in a 12-month period, but just keep in mind if you change custodians, you're allowed only one plan change in a 12-month period. There is no time limit on contributions or distributions for a 529 plan. You might also think about um, passing on a plan to a grandchild. So you could hold the plan in your child's name until your grandchild is born and then name them as the beneficiary. Just beware of gifting to a family member that is more than two generations below the current beneficiary as you may trigger generation skipping transfer tax. All right. How about number three? Use 529 plans to repay student loans. This is a newer option. You are now allowed to request a qualified distribution of up to $10,000 from a 529 plan to repay the principal and or interest on a qualified education loan. One thing to remember is that the $10,000 figure is a lifetime limit and the limit is per borrower, not per 529 plan. So if you do have money left over and you have multiple children with multiple student loans, you could pay $10,000 from the account and then decide to transfer the beneficiary to another child and pay $10,000 for that child and then transfer the beneficiary to another child and pay $10,000 for student loans on that. So it's a great way to utilize across multiple people. All right, what's next? Next is um, withdraw funds for scholarships. Your child might have gotten a scholarship that you didn't know that they were going to receive when they went to college, so you were going to end up with extra money in the 529 plan account. So you can take a non-qualified withdrawal from the 529 plan in the amount of that scholarship award. And as long as you withdraw no more than that amount, you will not have to pay a penalty for withdrawing the funds for a non-qualified expense. 
just remember that you will have to pay tax on any gains that are withdrawn from the account. You may wish to utilize this option if you envision no further use for the 529 plan. Tell us the next and final idea you have for us today for people who have leftover money in their children's 529 plan. Yes. So if you really find that you have no other beneficiaries to transfer the fund to and you're not going to use the fund for qualified expenses, then you might just want to take withdrawals. You will have to pay a 10% penalty and pay income tax on any gain in the account. But if the fund has grown tax-free in the account for many, many, many years, you may find that that investment growth in the account is still more than the penalties and income tax would be. So the last option, just go ahead and take the money and pay the penalties and taxes. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you just got to do it, right? That's right. All right, Laird, thank you so much for the information and for your time today. Thank you, Mike. Laird Green is a certified financial planner with Abacus Planning Group in Greenville, South Carolina. Remember, you can hear this show again at our webpage, southcarolinapublicradio.org. And you can find us wherever you find your podcasts with the South Carolina Business Review. This is Mike Switzer. The views expressed on the South Carolina Business Review do not necessarily reflect those of South Carolina Public Radio.